Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a Mouse Clubhouse Conversation. Hi, this is Scott Wolf, and this interview is with Gina Rock. Gina spent a couple decades working at Disneyland, and usually her work shift lasted about, oh, 23 to 27 seconds. And during those few seconds, she was sure to delight thousands of guests each time. A former circus aerialist with various circuses, including the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, Gina flew across the sky of Disneyland to light the evening's fireworks as Tinkerbell. Gina remembered seeing Tinkerbell at Disneyland, and she decided that she wanted to do that. But at the time of her decision, when the new Fantasyland was being constructed, Disneyland didn't have Tinkerbell at that time. Now, the quality of this phone conversation really is not that great, and I apologize for that, but I don't think it's going to take away from your enjoyment of her fascinating story. This conversation from 2009 begins with Gina's trip to Disneyland to find out if the world's most famous pixie would ever return to the Magic Kingdom. Here's Gina Rock. I went to Disneyland with, uh, was soon to be my husband. Um, it was 1982, the winter of December 1982. And I just went to the park with him. And I went over to Card Corner at the time they had an information booth there. Okay. And I said, I'm just inquiring to find out if they're ever going to put Tinkerbell back up, because I knew they took her out. Great. And they said, oh, yeah, they're going to put her back in about six months. <laughs> I mean, I just, like, lit up, and I'm like, what do I do, and where do I go? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, because I have this huge portfolio of pictures of me doing circus stuff. Yeah. So, um, That's amazing, though, that you, I mean, you went the there. The timing, the timing was yeah, incredible. I it is. I just said, like, it was meant for you. Yeah. So I, um, I called up the entertainment office, and I said, I hear they're going to put Tinkerbell back. I'd like to interview. And they said, oh, yeah, we're interviewing right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is incredible. You know, I've been all over the country and with Ringling and now all this. Right? My dream's coming true here. I called up, and... Stan Freeze was the entertainment director. Okay. And I went in there with my significant other that was soon to be my husband, Richard Rock. And he had flown with his brother, you know, for many years on the trapeze. He wasn't born into it. He was like me. He was just a ballet kid that got into it. And he went there, and he knew a lot about rigging, because him and his brother had an act, and they set up rigging. And Stan Freeze interviewed me and saw my circus pictures, and he said to Richard, he goes, wow, you know a lot about rigging, and, and Richard said, oh, yeah, you know, and he said, well, we're kind of looking for somebody that knows because we're going to put Tinkerbell back, and Stan didn't tell me I got the job, but with the way he was going, I could tell he was really interested. Yeah. You know, so I had found out, for about two months, they didn't tell me I had it. They already knew they were going to give me the job, and they didn't tell me, and I was hounding them. I was calling up like, every week trying to find out what was going on. And they had interviewed several girls for it. And finally, Emily Reed, you know, owned up to it later that they'd already known that I had gotten it. Oh. Until it was official. So. Wow. Yeah, so then I got it, and then they hired... Um, Richard to, uh, you know, consult on the rigging because they had not had Tinkerbell up for so long. Yeah. So he came in as a consultant, and that, that's what happened. That's how I got it. That's something. What a... No, it's just crazy, crazy timing. It is. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like, 
I was told I could never get pregnant. Really? Never. You know, I had all these problems, and two weeks after I put the wand in my hand, I got pregnant with my daughter. You're kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. like magic. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. My mom was bringing it in. I was so happy. Oh, yeah. Well, now, what happened when you got pregnant? Did you, how long did you keep on doing it? It was funny, because I didn't want to say anything, because I was so afraid they were going to, they were going to let me go. Sure. So... I said to my doctor, you know, and my mom had worked in the medical field for many years, you know, mm-hmm. and she was very, she was pretty liberal about things and thought, you know, doctors were a little bit too stringent. She goes, you know, you're going to be okay. She went up to the mountain with me. She saw how the harness fit me, and she goes, you know what, I think you're going to be fine. I wouldn't tell them. That's what she said. Oh. So I didn't tell them. Huh. I didn't tell him that I was pregnant. And, of course, one of the guys on the crew after about, because I was well into, I'd gotten pregnant in May. And, of course, my season ended, like, the 1st of September. And that was in the beginning when it wasn't a long season. So he had started noticing towards the end that something was going on, and he knew. He goes, you're pregnant, aren't you? (laughs) So it came out, and everybody knew. And so then I... uh, How long were you off once he had the baby? I only had seven weeks to get back in my costume. Oh, my. No, and and the thing is, you know, because I'd been so athletic for so many years, I knew exactly what to do Yeah. to get ready. So, you know, I did my thing and uh, got ready, exercised like a maniac, and just ate little and got back in shape. Now how often did you fly? Was it just in the summertime? Yeah, when I started flying uh, in the beginning... It was only they. I opened in June. I think it was on my contract. I saw that initial contract. It was like June seventh, nineteen eighty three, and I ended September fourth. And then Patty got. You know, they wanted me to bring in another aerialist that could sub in case I couldn't. You know, I couldn't fly because I lived really far away. I lived an hour away. It made him nervous, so I brought. That's when I brought Patty aboard, and Patty was my ex-husband's brother's wife, and she flew trapeze too. Oh, and so she became my sub in the beginning, and that's how she got in, and she was with me for 21 years. It was really sad to come to the end, but it's funny because every year I thought it would come to the end, and it didn't. Well, what? Why did it? Did they stop, or did you decide to stop? No, what happened was they changed the show, you know, and two, they finally came to the new age and said, man, this straight shot with Tinkerbell just flying straight down a wire is not going to work. Because, mm-hmm. you know, every, all these shows were in Vegas were like, they could do all this aerial stuff. They're like, what? Well, we got to change this and make it the new, you know, come into the year 2000, you know. They right. had to change it and make it better. And I didn't want nothing to do with it. I was ready to retire. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, the 50th year anniversary, and, you know, I was getting to be that age. And that's the one where they had, where it could go back and forth and all that yeah. stuff? Yeah. Okay. And okay. so that happened. I left in 2005, huh. and that was the only reason I left. Now, if they had continued to do the show the way they were doing it, I would have stayed. I would have yeah. just kept doing it. But I had no intention of continuing. It was perfect. It was exactly perfect to leave. I always wondered what it would be like to fly across Disneyland, so for this next part, I asked Gina to describe one of her regular days. 
I would get there, and of course I had the greatest crew on the planet. These guys were great. So I would get to work, and it'd be fun, because they were great people. We'd have a good time, you know, sometimes we'd play cards in the, you know, before work, and it was really a fun time. So I would get to work, kind of hang out with the guys, put my makeup on, and then I would put this crazy overcoat on. I had a wig on, but we'd cover it with something. And I'd go into the Matterhorn, and, you know, it was a giant attic with a, you know, an elevator that went up five flights, and then there was a basketball hoop in there. Yeah. We played basketball before we would fly. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the elevator that's kind of like a gate, kind of a real old-fashioned looking? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went in there, and we'd go up there. You know, we'd get everything ready, and of course it, everything was timed and on speaker, and before I would fly, I would almost do like a, a thing where I would get just real quiet, you know, they kind of got, got the gist that that's what I needed to do, and it wasn't a meditation, but I would close my eyes and pretend that I was her. I mean, it, to get into the character, I would think about the cartoons and, and her little character, and I'd fly. Yeah. And I would actually be part of it. And it was the most wonderful experience you could yeah. have. Really? Yeah. What was it like? I mean, was it scary? Was it... Well, the first time I ever did it was really scary because I did it during the day. Really? Oh, was you don't her... realize you're 160 feet up when it's all dark and fireworks are going off. Oh, gee. And you only have a spotlight on you and you see heads down there, but you don't see anything. You don't really realize. But the first time I practiced, I practiced in the day, and it was pretty hairy. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and I had flown trapeze and hung by my neck and my ankles, and I've done a, I had, by that time I did a lot of it. Had you ever been that high before? No, not that high. I never had flown ever that high. The highest I ever flew was at the very... When I did the slide for life, I would go to the top of the building, huh. and they would hang the wire from there, and I'd slide down, huh. you know, hanging by my neck. So that alone was pretty scary, but the highest yeah. I think I ever went was 100 feet. Oh. So this was 160. So it was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, when I did... And it was never... I never got cocky enough to not think about my safety or what, you know, that something couldn't go wrong. There was, over the years, there was various things, you know, I never got hurt, but there was, you know, adjustments on the trolley that always had to be made for wind conditions, and, you know, you had to really kind of be on the ball, and the fact that I was an aerialist already and had been around rigging was very helpful. Yeah. You know, that was to my advantage. Wow. Yeah, I would definitely get into character before I fly. So how did it start? Were you horizontal, or did you dive off, or how did no, it? No, I would. Um, there was vice grips that would prevent the trolley from going down the wire. Okay. When they put the trolley on the wire, mm-hmm. and of course I was attached with hanging wires down to my harness. Mm-hmm. They would put a vice grip there to hold me. Okay. And I'd stand on a box. And then when I was getting ready to fly, I would hang down, and then they'd remove the box and hold my feet, and then one guy would remove the vice grips, and they'd push me off. Oh. (laughs) And then the guys on the other side would catch me with a mat. I saw that picture with the big mattress there. Yeah. 
Did you just crash into that at full speed? Um, well, most work? of the time they would, you know, like if, if I had a headwind, mm-hmm. they'd back off the brakes a little bit so that I wouldn't fly too fast into the mattress. Okay. But there was some times when the guys would forget to adjust the trolley, and I'd slam into there. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they had to kind of adjust the brakes on the trolley. And how did the brakes work? Were that Was that adjusted while you were going, or was that something done no. in advance? No, there was brake pad. There was brake a braking system, brake pads in there, oh. but the guys would have to manually adjust it. They'd have to manually use uh, tools to adjust it according to. They had done sandbag tests before they threw me me down there. Yeah. At my weight and height. Oh, okay. So they would adjust it with the sandbags first, mm. you know, before the season would start. Yeah. And then according to, you know, like if I was going too fast at some point, I'd say we'll tighten them up um, for the next day. There was one time Patty had an 18-mile-an-hour headwind and got stuck right in the middle. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they had attached a rope for us to, to throw down. But you know what? I didn't, I didn't bother. Whenever I got stuck, and the most I ever got stuck was about 40 feet, i just reach up and pull myself in. Oh, my. <laughs> I'd point my toes and just reel myself in. And after that, that's, you know, what, what we started doing. It was hard for Patty because she was really short, but for oh. me it was easy. Oh. Yeah, I didn't want to wait out there and have people watching me just stand, you know, hanging yeah. and waiting. You know, yeah. Help. Now, did it ever hurt when you went into that mattress? Um, there was some times when I couldn't turn my shoulder to bang into the mattress. Is that how you did it? You would you try to turn? I turned my shoulder before I'd get there. Okay. Yeah, that was one of the advantages of being a trapeze artist and then getting this job. Yeah. Because, you know, I knew how to do stuff like that from being a trapeze artist and, you know, having to maneuver so much, so. Could you see the mattress? I mean, was that well, did they light it or anything for you? No, I couldn't see the mattress till I was about 30 feet, 40 feet. I used to be real silly and I'd bark. <laughs> let them know how fast I was coming. Like, if I barked really loud, they knew it was going to be... You like, bark like a dog? Yeah. <laughs> my trademark. <laughs> and they go, man, if it sounded really, like, barky, barky, they knew to, like, get ready. <laughs> one time, uh, one of the guys forgot to tighten up the trolley, and the night before I had had, like, a 22-second flight, which was really fast. Yeah. And he forgot to tighten it. And I had a tailwind, yeah. and I did an 18-second flight, and I knocked them down. Oh, <laughs> And then there'd be employees back there taking bets. No. How fast I would come in. Yeah. <laughs> They'd all stand around and take bets. Oh, my. <laughs> it was a great job. It's really fun to talk to you because I don't get to reminisce too much about it. We hope you've enjoyed this Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Thank you for joining us.